A question I'm sure that Vashani and Paul have to deal with quite often is, how do these education centers deal with students who have special needs? First of all, I'd like to know, what is classified as special needs? In extra lessons, we can definitely cope with special needs. But obviously, there are limitations. We don't do Braille. There are different schools for that. The special needs that you're probably thinking of is ADHD, the autistic children, um, maybe disabled or hard of hearing. And those type of children we definitely cope with on a regular and a daily basis. So you can bring them along to our centres. What would be classified these days by schools? I mean, would they say this child needs extra lessons because they've got ADHD? I never thought of ADHD as being a special need. It's definitely not defined as a special need. I think most importantly, an educational psychologist will give you a definition. So Asperger's is a form of special need. The child won't make eye contact. You now need to take that into consideration when you're doing a speech. That child is not going to look at the audience, they're going to look down. Then you adapt your teaching style and your learning style for that child. The other one is they struggle to do the spelling or visually impaired, then they have tunnel vision. They can still be in a mainstream school, but they need assistance on the whiteboard or on a piece of paper. How do you tell when a child is actually able to be mainstreamed? I know that there's a lot of schools where they take the kids and put them into the smaller classes where you have one teacher working with a lot fewer children, and then they will mainstream them back into the main school again. I think if you're in a private school, then the concessions for that child is dependent on the school's capability of handling it. And I'm going to use a very straightforward example for you. If you're going to end up in high school and you've got subject choice and they don't offer science, that might not be the high school for you. If the school can't cope with your special need, then it's probably not the right school for your child. They will tell you if they can do a full service education for your child or they can't. And respect that. Don't force something on them which they can't cope with. But now if you've had a child that's been into a special needs school and is now being mainstreamed again, what happens with that child when they suddenly realize that they're not actually coping? So the, the assessment here right at the beginning when the school takes them in will probably establish that. But the emotional well-being of the child is important. And the parent needs to then realize we can't mainstream this child. We'll have to stay in a remedial school environment. Have you had a case where you've had parents who have come in and said, look, you know, okay, we're mainstreaming the child, but just to give the, a bit of a boost Yes, definitely. So our programs are geared to help with learning barriers, but we really review it on a case by case. So it really depends on how special the needs are. In terms of concentration, the way in which our extra lessons are conducted is in an 80-minute session, but then that 80-minute session is further split into smaller durations and they will not be doing the same thing for the full 80 minutes. So in that 80 minutes, we do, for example, six activities to ensure that the child is concentrating and understanding that particular concept before moving on to another concept and so on. So that sort of helps with the concentration as well as the way in which our center is laid out. So the decor, is it safe? Are there distractions? So we really, really work on concentration spectrum of the child. What kind of learning tools do you use with these children? Audio tools, so they need to listen to things. We use visual tools such as colorful books and songs and computer activities, as well as kinesthetic work. For example, if they come in for English, then they would use kinesthetic books to sort of feel what an A feels like. So how exactly do you deal with special needs children? 
it is up to the parent. We can certainly advise and guide the parent. They would need that uh, concession process to be followed. So the child gets a reader or a scribe during the exams or during class tests, and that's very specifically defined by the educational psychologist. We will support the educational psychologist review in terms of what we've seen academically to child performing. What is a reader or a scribe? Concessions is something that's legislated within South Africa for all learners, and you get qualified to get a specific concession. So, for example, if you're blind, you'll get a concession that you have a reader, somebody reading the paper to you. The same thing will apply in a normal school. If you're struggling to read or have any other visual impairment, for example, Asperger's, you might get a concession for a reader and a scribe. The other term that's used is amniensis. That means you're getting both, a reader and a scribe. Another concession that gets referred to often is extra time. That is also a concession, but again, you have to apply formally through that process and get the actual proof that you need it in each phase. So, for instance, if you have a child that's got cerebral palsy and has affected their hands and they can't write, would you have somebody then writing for that child? Correct. And that, again, the concession would dictate what you get. So there are special needs and there are special needs. Some of them you can handle and some of them need to go to a different kind of remediation. We are geared to help with most of the special needs. It is a case-by-case system, but bring your child in for an assessment, and then we can see if we can align and be the most suitable environment for their needs. Right. If you want to hear some more about how to get your kid into extra lessons with the minimum of fuss, listen to our other podcasts.